yeah. Um, well, you guys also covered something else. I'm trying to remember that. But while I'm remembering that, uh, I just want to say, uh, Kenneth Carl Sibal said, um, we should tackle okay lang yan, sila naman gagawa, or what was labeled as bahala na si Batman. Because, well, um, have you heard of bahala na si Batman? <laughs> Is that like delaying, or is that is, is that like procrastination? Is that what it is? In, in some way, yeah, it's procrastination because um, what basically bahala na si Batman is. It's like you know how in Gotham City, for all you comic book nerds out there, you know how in uh, Gotham City, Batman is pretty much the protector. He is the protector of the night and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> so, what um, what that means is bahala na si Batman is. Like he, uh, you're gonna let someone else, uh, someone else do that for you, and it, you know it's someone else's job. They could do that. Like, and what some people, not only in the Philippines but some people around the world or in other parts of the world, do is that uh, they kind of like, let's say they litter, and they would say, "Okay, lang yan, ni maglilinis naman yan," or "It's all right, someone else is gonna clean up after me." It's it's a bad and a toxic thing. And thank you again for uh, for bringing that up, Kenneth Carl. Uh, Kenneth Carl has been listening back in quarantine check, especially in the Instagram days. So thank you for listening. It's it, greatly appreciated. And also, um, what was brought up by Jerome Mercado Balmeo? I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, but we should take uh, we should, oh, also in the commenter who talked about relationships before we got cut off. Yeah, you remember that? We should talk about like the toxicity um, that is brought about by romanticizing relationships. Um, I know a lot. Um, personally, I'm guilty of some things that have been. Sorry, I'm I'm stuttering because it's cold, and I think I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'm grabbing a blanket and putting it over my short, like my legs. Okay. <laughs> Okay, sorry everyone. So anywho, um, what I wanted to say was there are some points that we are all guilty of when it comes to relationships and toxi uh, toxicity in relationships, but I feel that it's something we can talk about in another day, especially in a separate one. From what I've seen in your feed, Jerome, you've talked about like plenty of things. JD has talked about um, toxic masculinity and other like um, things in his previous podcast, so you guys should totally check that out. Um, so when it comes to like relationships, first thing that comes to mind is the martyr, um, more prevalent in the ladies, but present in both. Uh, being a martyr or being a martyr is both yeah. admirable and at the same time not good because here in Philippine media or actually in a Philippine norm, a lot of people kind of like um, romanticize mart martyrism or people... Is that the, the right term? Martyrism? I'm not sure. Anything, yeah. with, anything that adds is at the end acids. So it's like... It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, sorry. I just like want to... like I'm scrolling through the comments. I just want to say hi to the people like we're watching. I see my cousins here. <laughs> Kuya Eric and uh, Kuya Chabi and 
like my people from Brothers United and also like my co-choir members and fellow CFO officers. Hi, guys. Hope you guys are enjoying this. And please feel free to listen to JD anytime that you guys have time. Add him on Facebook and check out his content. Okay. So, anywho, um, going back to that. Uh, oh, Michelle De Los Reyes. Yeah, she was the one who was commenting a while ago. Um, a lot of toxic Filipino culture has a lot to deal with on dishonesty, com dis oh, sorry, communication, wow, this is a long comment, discrimination, disrespectful behavior, uh, kind of to do with generation, close-mindedness, and more. Yeah, I'm pretty sure these things happen to other cultures too, but I like being able to debunk these traits. Yeah, definitely, Michelle, yeah. Um, as I mentioned, it's such a broad topic that it has to have its own uh, episode. So JD is probably going to be covering that soon, or um, we could actually talk about like some something else, um, like within that, uh, like as I mentioned, martyrism. Because when it comes to martyrism, it's like uh, to the point that you're hurt, you're already getting hurt, and then people are like going to be talking to you and saying, "Boy, you're so." You're so like brave for like standing up and like being strong and all that stuff, but is that good for the person who is taking all that hits? Is it good for that person who is in pain or is practically in pain every day? It's just yeah. it's yeah that, that, that's the difficult part of martyrism. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, martyrism is it is it. Uh... I mean, give me, so we're talking about relationships, martyrism, yeah. and within relationships. So does that mean one significant other is a burden? Or, or? Um, I guess I wouldn't say it was a burden, but more of like someone is, since we're talking about toxicity, is actually already toxic. Um, some people, or uh, it's actually prevalent that people are encouraging you to stay in a toxic relationship and commending you for staying in a toxic relationship. Of course, uh, a lot of people now, or not a lot of people, but there are people now who see toxic relationships and call them out and also like fight against um, stuff like domestic violence or like uh, abuse within the relationship. So I guess what I'm saying, uh, martyrism, which I'm not even sure is really a term, Google that please everyone, but... Um, <laughs> But uh, basically, staying in a toxic relationship is nothing to be commended. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, blatantly, I'm gonna be straight up. Like, why praise the toxic relation? I don't get. I don't see the logic in that. I think we should praise the toxic relationship if, if you put effort into it being a healthy relationship. But yeah. to praise, yeah, I definitely seen some toxic relationships. Like, I don't. I, I just, do you, do you, like, can you empathize with the people that, why would they praise that? Like, why would they, I don't get that. Like, why would yeah, they praise I, relationships? There are people who, oh, someone sent a photo. Oh, that's Nat. Okay. Um, <laughs> there are, oh, nice workstation. Okay. She's back in her room because it was too hot in the car. So, hi, Nat. Yeah, you're there. <laughs> okay. So, um, as you mentioned earlier, uh, there are people who stay in relationships and toxic relationships, and it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It doesn't make sense um, to stay in a toxic relationship. But what if either party or that one person in the party doesn't know it's a toxic relationship? It's, it's like that. 
Yeah, because you know how it's a line from BoJack Horseman. It, um, I forgot who the character was, but she's an owl and she is voiced by Lisa Kudrow. Um, oh, bro, I didn't watch that show. I watched that show like two times over. I love dude, that show. Right, right. <laughs> but basically, what she said is. The thing is, when you view the world in rose-colored glasses, all the red flags look just like flags. And when you're in a relationship, you wear those rose-colored glasses. You get distracted by the fact that you are so in love with this person, and this person is going to be the person you marry, but you don't see the toxicity in that relationship. So, yeah, I, I guess that's, that's what I'm trying to point out. So, yeah, that's an example. That's the thing with love, bro. I mean, we could love is a like in love to be a, is a separate top, um, topic on its own. Mm-hmm. But toxicity, you have a lot of people, you have a lot of couples, individuals within the couples that don't really know if they're in a toxic relationship. I feel like to you know to bring awareness to that is to look at people who inspire you. Like, for example, if you see something, I don't know. I guess I, what I've seen here in the Philippines is that people won't emphasize over celebrity couples. Like, oh, there's a, tell me, tell me, there's two big stars. Everybody knows about them. The couples. There's, there's uh, Nadine. I don't know them. I don't know. Oh, dude, yeah. Um... But yeah, uh, for those of you who like Nadine Lustre and James, I'm sorry, but we're not going to talk about them. We don't want to offend you. We know that some people can get really strong feelings about the J-Dean, uh, the J-Dean, like, um, the J-Dean fandom basically is very, like, is strong with the force. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, um, yeah, uh, Michelle, Ash, thank you for bringing that up. But as I said, it's a really broad topic. And I feel that if we're going to talk about it right now, we're not going to do it justice. We're not going to give it the, uh, too much of the emphasis uh, that it deserves, because it deserves so much more. So thank you for bringing that up. And we're going to put a pin on that. And we're going to be talking about other um, toxic uh, Filipino traits first, because that's really the topic right now. Um, do you want to move on to social media dependence, as brought about by um, Cuecino in the comments. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, Facebook is actually a huge cesspool of right and left. Um, I say right and left, not just as the political stand, but like people disagreeing with each other. So we, pe- we see people siding with A, we see people siding with B, and social media dependence is actually something that adds on to that cesspool. So... <laughs> Um, people depend too much on social media and depend too much on the people that they follow or the people that they... Uh, I don't know what Facebook does, but it's like they they believe too much in what they see in their feed without doing any background checks or without doing any um, fact-checking, which is actually pretty bad. Um, I think you can agree, JD, that um, when it comes to social media, you shouldn't believe or actually in the internet in general, you shouldn't believe everything that you see like right there on the spot. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm trying to like say when it comes to the social media dependence. And for those of you who are listening right now, those of you who are watching, I have faith that you guys do your own research. I have faith that you guys do your own fact checking. 
And also, I I hope and pray that everyone is doing their own, uh, like, is making their own stands and, like, basically having their own beliefs and holding on to those beliefs, uh, making sure that you guys don't lose what you believe in. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, uh, those beliefs need to be challenged from time to time to make sure that it's pure, to make sure that it's correct. So uh, in... Yeah, right. Um, so in social media, or when it comes to the internet in general, please fact check. Check out all the facts, all the sides, before you let them challenge your beliefs or before you let them take over your beliefs. So yeah, there's that. How, how do you think we should, because there, there are a lot of false information on Facebook, how do you feel like, I feel like even liking or like, you know, there's emojis on um, Facebook, like you can mm -hmm. I feel like even giving credit to that endorses it in some type of but the more numbers it gets, the more it's gonna be endorsed. So whether you put a sad emoji or a mad emoji, or even sharing that it's false, just endorses mm -hmm. it even more. Um, True. Um commenting, even yeah, as you mentioned, like commenting, liking, or reacting to it. Yeah, I think that's what it called, reacting. Um yeah, it actually broadcasts it more. So um, I know an awesome person who likes to pick fights in Facebook comments. <laughs> um, I'm not saying it. I mean, uh, it's social media. It's the Internet. It's fair game. So basically, yes, you can do whatever you want in the Internet. So I won't challenge you on that. But when it comes to, like, toxic behavior, the mere fact that you are engaging in a post that says something bad about, like, let's say or say something false, let's just go with that. If you're engaging in a post that says something false, you're kind of like advertising it to your friends, you're advertising it to the people you, uh, who follow you. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, but I don't Facebook, like I, I don't do Facebook, so this is, it's a, I just downloaded this app actually so I could uh, do this podcast with you and Nat. So for those of you who <laughs> like are wondering why my posts are basically like a year apart, that's why. And <laughs> I'm sorry if I don't add people on Facebook because, well, I don't, I don't, I'm not active there. There's no point. Let's like, you won't see me. You won't see me there. But Twitter, uh, Instagram, yeah, I'm totally there. And in Twitter, social media dependence is pretty much, it's, Twitter, Twitter is its own thing. Facebook has its toxicity without its fake news filtering, with its, um, basically catering to the same side. How like you're, yeah. you add people, you see the feed of people you have like, are like-minded or who are like-minded and you guys like pretty much just like, you stay in that ball or that circle of um, like of being in one side. And that could be healthy if you're doing the right thing, but it's toxic when it's, when you guys are pretty much like um, encouraging each other to do something bad without even knowing that it's actually bad. So yeah, that's, that's the, the toxicity that I see not only on Facebook, but also like in other social media. Mm -hmm. um, okay. in, term, in terms of like social interaction, one thing mm -hmm. I do want to talk about, which is mm -hmm. contradicting itself, is chismis. And one thing that I feel like that was a toxic trait that a lot of people messaged me about, mm -hmm. how Filipinos was their gossiping. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, and then when I first when I first learned about the word, I thought it was called cheese whiz. So I kept saying cheese whiz every time I pronounced it wrong. So and uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's one thing I actually. I, I still I knew that as soon as I heard of any type of chismis, anything, mm -hmm. whether we take me or not, I'd stay away from it. Because that's just not me. I don't like talking behind people's back. Yeah. Um, gossip is actually, uh, it's, it's, it's social interaction, yes. It's, um, wait, okay, actually, wait. Communication is one thing, but gossip is different. Because when it comes to gossip, you guys are basically like exchanging um, facts or not facts, but information that you are not sure of or things that you are you have not. It's hearsay. There you go. It's hearsay. Rinig rinig mo lang. Oy na balitaan ko si A may ginawang masama kay B, and being not being sure about what A did to B or not being there even for what A did to B, it may twist the narrative, especially when it's passed on to like multiple people. So yeah, um, cheese whiz is definitely a bad thing. Um, there's this line, I'm not too sure, I don't want to quote the Bible, I just realized I don't want to quote the Bible, but it's, um, so don't quote me on this, it's not verbatim, but stay away from godless chatter. Basically, if it's, um, if it's something that won't bring good, if it's something that won't uh, like bring positive to a person or other people, maybe you don't say it yet, yet. There will come a time once you've done it, uh, once you've uh, done your fact checking to bring that up, but maybe not now where you're not too sure. So yeah, yeah. you're correct. To me, to me how, how I handle it, don't say any, even if it's mm. fact checking, even if proven don't say anything at all because that's just yeah it's not your life that's that's what it comes down to it's not you're not dealing with whatever problem that everybody else is talking about so mm. yeah like don't you shouldn't it shouldn't come from you basically true oh if you hear my dog in the background that's my dog in the background hi coco okay so <laughs> um ferds goyal just wants a shout out so good hi sir thank you for listening you're awesome love your profile picture Okay, so, um, oh, snap, okay, um, back to martyrism, it's actually martyrdom, uh, oh. Rajin, yeah, Oh. Okay. it's, yeah, martyrdom, I have been saying the wrong thing the entire time, and thank you, so now see what I'm going to be doing with that information, I take that information, I put it in my heart and my mind, and I'm going to be using that next time, Definitely. that's what it's supposed to be, okay, so, um, hello, Abigail Villanueva Reyes. Yes, um, when it comes to relationships, people are blinded. Um, so it's uh, okay. Wait, sorry. A, a lot of people have commented. Um, yes, definitely immaturity. Something to be called out. Um, we forgot the creme de la creme of uh, Filipino toxic mask. Uh, not masculinity, but Philippine toxic culture or. Toxic Filipino culture. I looked at my notes. It's crab mentality. <laughs> Yo. Oh. Uh, crab mentality is such cool. a huge part of the Philippine, or the toxic Philippine culture. So, yeah, we should totally talk about that. Mm -hmm. So, um. I don't even know where to that. Oh. Yeah. 
I mean, it's all, it all starts from envy about, and, then, mm. and then jealousy. And then to really, to really derive off those two words, you have to ask yourself why. Like, why, why, are you, why do you continue to compare yourself to another person? Mm-hmm. In your eyes, in your eyes, they might be higher up than you in life. In your eyes, to a lot of people, they might be looking up to someone up, or like who think they might be looking to someone who think that they're higher than themselves. Does that make sense? Yeah, um, I think it's a superiority complex. Mm-hmm. Does that? What is that like? Give me an example of that. Um, superiority complex is. But it pretty much just means um, you think that you're better than anyone else, or you think that you're better than someone, and it's it's I guess that's uh, the feel, or that's what um, yeah. superior color complex means. I am babbling right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, uh, by the way, oh yeah, um, sorry. I just want to bring this up, but uh, Job or Hob Colantes uh, said we should totally. Uh, Enshrine, that's the word that he used. Enshrine positives more than we, um, like, uh, immortalize toxic Filipino traits when it comes to media, when it comes to, like, education. Uh, You know how Nat mentioned earlier that, um, uh, like, people put toxic Filipino traits in a book? Uh, Job, Mm -hmm. and I agree, uh, we should definitely, like, put more of the positives in the books and also ways to debunk toxic traits um, in books rather than putting just the toxic um, culture or toxic things in a book. So, yeah. Thank you, Job. Awesome point. Yeah. Thank you, Job. Okay. So, um, hi, Ralph. Welcome to the uh, podcast. Uh, I'm trying to read people. Uh, EJ, hello. Um, hi, Kuya Ryan. I didn't see you there. Hello, previous uh, like president of our org. So I'm just doing shout-outs right now, bro, so just let me know. <laughs> okay, Jenny, hi there. Hans, oh, and OM Chet. Hi, OM Chet. Sorry. <laughs> um, Deo, hi, Deo. Belated happy birthday. Oh, sorry, what was that? Who's that? Are these all your oh, homies right now? Um, I'm reading just the comments, or, yeah, I'm reading the comments, and I'm seeing, like, I'm, ta- uh, like, I'm pretty much calling or shouting out the people who are watching, and, yeah. OM Chet is here, so she used to be my supervisor, or the supervisor of my supervisor, and yeah, she's awesome, and when she left, she made me cry, so <laughs> Okay, so um, yeah, wait, let's see what else have I listed in, there we go um, This is something that is a bit touchy if we're going to be moving on to a different topic We're let's bring this up uh, you've actually mentioned this earlier. I'm not sure if it was in the podcast, but you mentioned it earlier, um, stereotyping or generalizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I brought that up, I think, before the live, and then Nat brought it up. Yeah. That toxic, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, when it comes to stereotypes, when it comes to generalizing, uh, the first thing that comes to mind for me would be, or there are plenty of things that come to mind, but... The first, um, uh, the first thing on the top of my head would have to be racism. Um, I mentioned this fact earlier, but in 2012, there was a survey, and or actually not a survey. There's like a, it's basically there's this piece of information that said that the Philippines is the second most racist country in the world. Um, the number one I'm not going to mention because it's not a competition, guys. 
it's not a competition whether or not you're top one or top two um, <laughs> Indonesia and the Philippines when it comes to COVID cases. What? Who said that? No? <laughs> okay. So. Oh, yeah, sorry. You're slick. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, I mean, like, you know, I, I, I got, but anywho, um, so when it comes to, uh, racism, when it comes to stereotyping, it's, it's a really, really difficult subject to talk about because, um, it's pretty much ingrained in, um, like some people's minds. It's a mindset at this point, but that can be changed, um, through education. Um, racism, racism is a, really hard thing to get rid of, especially like in a person's, uh, in a person who is stubborn as heck. Um, yeah. In the, I'm going to bring in my, like my profession, when it comes to, uh, in, a, in a call center industry or in a customer service representative or as a customer service representative, you kind of have to deal with a bit of racism uh, from time to time. Uh, thank goodness it's not so prevalent in my workplace, but um, when it comes to like racism, it's, it's hard to change someone's mind about it if they're so headstrong on on the topic. If there's if they really believe that they that as mentioned earlier in superiority complex that they are better than the other race. When in reality there's one race. That's the yeah, human race. It's human race, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, um, when, okay. Oh yeah. Uh I mean I was just gonna say like what do you think a friend of mine uh, her name is Jade. Shout out Jade. Mm -hmm. She goes to in California. Mm -hmm. Is there a big differenti differentiation in the Philippines between colorism and racism? Do you think? Um, I can't really comment on that because I don't really know what colorism is. Um, let me search it up real quick. Mm -hmm. Colorism. The last thing that I want... Oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I mean, it's basically like Mapute or Moreno. Like, it's just how, how tan you are or how white you are. Um, I feel bad because, okay, colorism, prejudice, or discrimination against individuals with dark skin tone, typically among people of the same ethnic or racial group. Yeah. Man, okay. Um, yes, that's um, prevalent. Uh, colorism and also racism, they're both prevalent um, things here in the Philippines. Um when it comes to, like, beauty standards, actually, um, it's evolving. Thank goodness people have evolved to the point that they do not think that if you're white, you're automatically pretty. Um, I'm so glad that we have gone past that and have seen the beauty of, like, uh, like basically dark skin, uh, darker skin toned or the morena. Because uh, a lot of people back then, especially um, when I was a kid, if you were, if you had darker skin, you were automatically ugly, which is a bad thing, a terrible thing to say. Because, um, yeah. I, I mean, like as a kid, I've had a crush on someone who had uh, like morena skin, and she was beautiful. Um, nothing changed the fact that she was beautiful, even though like people have been saying that darker skin is bad. Um, I remember there were um, ads back then, like uh, for soap. Uh, I don't want to mention a brand because, you know, maybe you get a sponsor someday and this is like, you have to take this down. But oh. um, <laughs> basically, soap ads before, especially in old time America, like uh, 1800s America, 
even in the Philippines, actually, but uh, I'm just mentioning uh, examples of timelines. Um, okay, I'm seeing a comment by Demi who defined or who's saying, Demi and Abraham, yeah, definitely. Uh, colorism is the main problem in the Philippines. Uh, Filipinos tend to see darker, uh, darker colored people as ugly, white, uh, fair-skinned people as being worshipped because they find them beautiful. Exactly the, uh, the point that we want to reach. Um, colorism is a problem in the Philippines because people see uh, darker skin tone as ugly and whiter skin tone as beautiful, uh, when in reality that's not true. Because, uh, uh, like, here's the thing: when it comes to um, Sorry, like I actually I'm mixing both of my points right now. So because I read a comment, Demi, your comment was so awesome that it just like blew my mind so much that I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> but um, basically, it's it's um, it was ingrained back then or in our mindsets that um, a darker skin tone is ugly. Uh, as I mentioned, there we go. I'm back on track. Uh, there was a soap ad back then that pretty much like says, if you use this product, you'll have whiter skin tone and you're going to be more beautiful, which is a bad um, analogy to make. And it's right now, thank goodness, um, in, the admin, uh, in the advent of like a newer age like commercials, we have like stayed away from that kind of like um, thoughts and have been more focused on true beauty and beauty within yourself rather than beauty in the outside. It's good to have beauty on the outside, but what really counts is what's the, be uh, the beauty in the inside. Uh, as mentioned earlier, um, uh, Nat mentioned this, but uh, what was that? Oh, okay, it's lost. I'm sorry, it's just gone, it's gone, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay, but uh, basically look to more on the, what's on the inside rather than looking at what, what's on the outside. Because um, mahirap na yung titingin ka lang sa pogi, just biglang, wala pala dito, or wala pala dito. So I'm pointing to my heart. So yeah, that's that's something. Um, let's see. Send the check. Send the check. Nat, I don't know what send the check means. What are you saying? <laughs> okay. No. There we go. Sorry. I'm, I'm reading stuff on... Uh, like our comments. Uh, thank you, Kakrista Ola. After I've been away from the Philippines for so many years, now we're back. Oh, this is a long yeah, uh, comment. My, that's, my, that's my mama right there. <laughs> like, oh, that's your mom? Yeah, she's joining. Hi, Paul. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> I didn't know it was your mom. Oh, and my mom's watching now. Oh, no. <laughs> Are you <serious>? <laughs> Yeah, she's downstairs and she's watching the podcast. Hello, Ma. Like, I am doing all right here. Like, you know, just having a podcast with my friend Jerome. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, Nat says hello, Paul, Ma. So, yeah, just saying. Um, okay, so let's go back to the topic. When it comes to colorism and racism, colorism definitely something that's outdated. That's something that needs to be removed from our culture. But, of course, that's not my call. Because it really just depends on, um, like, the society itself. It depends on people. Because one man cannot change a society. Um, it has to be everyone who uh, t does their uh, who does their own part. And you can't just say bahala na si Batman about this. You have to all change. You have to all uh, make your own strides to become better. 
Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's also, when it comes to uh, racism, on the other hand, um, sorry, I just remembered something as well. When it comes to racism, I mean, here in the Philippines, uh, it's, it's actually, it's prevalent. Um, there are a lot of people who see people with, um, like, uh, like uh, slanted eyes or like chinky eyes, and people say, "Oh, that's probably Korean or Chinese and all that stuff." And in reality, they're probably American, for all you know. Um, there's also like people who see uh, darker-skinned people and immediately think that they could be a threat or of some kind. But in reality, they, they could actually be someone uh, so much better than you or someone, um, oh, actually, that's bad, uh, someone very professional. Let's just go with that. Um, basically, I'm trying not to attack people who have prejudices or who have, um, like, things against other races. And I'm actually thank, uh, thankful for Michelle Michelle, you have contributed a lot to this podcast right here because Michelle has brought up uh, the Spanish and American colonization. So yeah. definitely, that's, that is a great factor in what made the Philippine race a, a bit racist. Um, I'm not blaming America or Spain for making us racist. Of course, it's our, uh, it's our fault as a country to have absorbed like that kind of behavior. Um, yeah. Like when it comes to, uh, like how, uh, okay, for those of you who don't know, which probably just a bit of you, um, I'm, the Philippines was taken over by the Spanish, then the Americans, and then the Japanese. So those are like the top three, but it's actually not even counting people who have been here, people who have visited the Philippines, people who have stayed here, and um, there are also people who say that we came, or the Filipino people actually come from different races, uh, so we can't really claim, like, you know, a lot of things. Uh, it's hard to fact check all of that information, but um, what I'm saying is uh, there were Spanish, American, and even Japanese uh, colonizers who pretty much ingrained uh, racism into our society. Um, in um, a Spanish in America in particular, because in the Philippines, there are some people back then who looked up to the Spanish, uh, to the Spanish and this, uh, the Americans and yeah. saw what they saw as beautiful. So if the Americans and the Spanish think that, uh, I was about to do a French accent for American Spanish, I'm sorry, <laughs> but, but if an American or Spanish person or an American or Spanish person says that, oh, white is beautiful, or fairer skin is beautiful, then it kind of got ingrained into Philippine society. Then they say, oh, like, if, if um, Americans or Spanish think that white is beautiful, then white is probably beautiful. And if you have dark skin, you're probably bad. So, yeah. Um, I'm not saying that that's the only source of racism, because um, it's, it's also, like, brought about by what I talked about in my latest episode in the podcast. Shameless plug. Quarantine check every other Friday. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I talked about it in um, my latest one or latest episode, episode seven, how beliefs or, yeah, how beliefs start from multiple things. And one of those things is upbringing. So uh, if you're raised in an environment or by people who are racist, there's a high chance that you will grow up, uh, uh, like for a, from your 
uh, formative years a bit racist. But that doesn't mean that it... Oh, sorry, yeah? Yeah, I mean, that's how the, the abuse become the abuser. It's a cycle. It's a whole cycle. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so when it comes to upbringing, definitely a huge factor in racism. Environment, definitely a huge factor in racism. So how can you change that? Through getting yourself educated. Hi, Jenica and Ava for joining. Um, for how do you change that? It goes with education. It goes with the people around you, whether or not they can, uh, you can find yourself in opening up to other people's beliefs or uh, beliefs that may not agree with yours. But it's also, um, there's, there's something that, uh, like, an uh, influencer, not really, not an, an influencer, a YouTuber says, um, you can believe whatever you believe so long as you don't hurt any other person or any people. If you're hurting people, maybe you should cut, cut that out. But if you're not hurting people, then that's good. Just, um, you can do, you could keep doing that. Of course, there are some exceptions to that, but, you know, it's, yeah, not too much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, what was he saying? I was gonna. So is, Nat, is Natalie still G? Like, is she gonna join? Because I want. I really want to get the other side, like her side, being a woman yeah. on the uh, aspect. Yeah, I kind of looked at the watch, and I'm trying to check. Nat, are you with us right now? She's gonna. She's gonna chat. And I think I've been lo- I've been talking way too long, because no, that you're felt good. like all. <laughs> Everything you're saying is like one thing you brought up that like I didn't I didn't even think of was the, mm-hmm. oh was like, just the history of the Philippines. If you really think about it, Philippines is a melting pot, and that's a whole topic on its own. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, there's also. The I think I already brought it up, but um, okay, it's it's okay. <laughs> okay, so um, I could actually switch with Nat, and uh, if she's ready, she okay, she's here. So um, is that Zass? Hi, Zass. Hi. Just wanted to like say hi. Okay, so yeah, um, Nat, we're gonna uh, switch to you. And I'm going to be the one who's going to be engaging you guys in the comments down below. So I will exit now. And Nat, please take over. Okay? Okay. See you in a bit, bro. Okay. All right, Natalie's about to join. Hi, Marend. Hi, Hyas. I'm going to read... Natalie requests a, a join. Hayes says, so this kind of mentality, Munga, brother, do you think this is developed, inherited? Does, it com- does the community contribute to this type, kind of mentality? Um, Lewis, he just left, bro. He's going to come back, though. He's, he's, he's going to come back. Um, Natalie's about to join because I really want to get her opinion on being a woman in my damn beauty standards and all that. 
shout out. Yeah. No, shout out, uh, again, shout out Michelle. She has her uh, own podcast on Spotify. Make sure you check it out. She's been contributing, contributing to a lot of opinions and views on mine. So shout out to Kiyuchino. He is um, a huge help. Uh, yeah. Shout out Trisha. Shout out Jan. Shout out Pops. Join. Hang on, guys. Let me. Natalie. Okay, Natalie, I just sent you an invite. I'll send you another one, hey? Mia, you said, I'm feeling for all you, are you out there? You all out there. It's really hard to admit that Filipinos are split down the middle with whatever their idea of beauty is. Just the domino effect of lives being shortchanged, modern Filipino culture is becoming more Eurocentric. Kind of late for tuning in, but hello there. No, you're not late. Like, uh, I'm trying to invite Natalie right now. Hang on, Nat, hang on. It said, it said, Natalie, it said, um, it already sent. And like, when you click the send button, it's like, it's like, it doesn't allow me to click it anymore. For some reason. Hyatt said, love to hear opinions about this mentality because I'm living with a boomer, which is my grandma. Then we have kids at home that she inflicts the toxic mentality. She has them, so the kids are start asking me things, kung bakit, shaganon, haha, this topic is a must to be discussed, but afraid to be touched by such programs. Kasi, it would be taboo. That's facts. Uh, that, I, I feel like we should talk about bridging the gap. Turning it on and off. Natalie, try leaving and then coming back. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like another thing that we should talk about: uh, all these, all, all these toxic traits can be subjects on their own. But another thing I like to talk about is bridging the gap between generations, because I don't want our generation, my generation, being Generation Z, to me known to be known for um, disobedience. I don't want our generation to be known for 
disrespecting the older generations. I feel like there should be, there's definitely a generational gap, but there should be a bridge which bridges the gap. So that's one thing um, I do want to talk about. One more thing I said, the older people thinks, nah, but I'm really bad at Tagalog, guys. I'm still learning. I'm sorry. There you go, Natalie, I got it. Disappeared. It disappeared. Hang on, hang on, hang on. There you go. I got it. There you go. Hi. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't So hello guys, I'm back. <laughs> bit of change of location and change of outfit. I just came from the worship service a while back. That's why I'm wearing all the newer. <laughs> what were you talking about, Nahanina JD? The, the the beauty step in the Philippines. I got so interested on that. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, hang on. Sorry, I just got distracted. Uh, mm -hmm. Can you hear me? I, I, I think my audio is... Yeah, it works. I can hear you. I can hear you clear. Um, I'm sorry, my, so, yeah, um, I was going to say, yeah, so basically what we left off on that, uh, Kobe and I were talking about were colorism and racism and the differentiating between both of those, but at the same time, I mean, he, Kobe, Kobe made really good points, bro, okay, I'm, okay, I'm just going to address this, because, Ellie, you have to stop texting me, bro. I'm I'm in the middle of a live podcast right now. He's texting me. He said I'm really into UFC and fighting, and he's telling me who won. I'm getting really distracted. But yeah, stop texting me because I'm getting distracted. But um, okay um, yeah. So what? How I see it, just to give my because I wanted you on. I really wanted your opinion on the beauty standards coming from a woman here in the Philippines, but how I see it, I mean, I, I actually made a story about this the other day, but mm -hmm. in terms of correlating colorism and racism together, if I'm not mistaken, because said we were ruled by the Spanish for about 300 years, right? Um, and the Spanish tend, they can be light skinned, but they're mostly dark skinned. And then you have the, you have the Americans that uh, invaded, or to, they didn't invade, but they helped out Philippines. And then obviously you have mixed people, you have half American, half Filipinos, and you have Japanese, um, half Filipino, half, um, it's, well, the whole Philippines is a melting pot. But what I'm saying is, for example, if you are half Filipino, half um, American, you're going to tend to be more light-skinned. If you're half Japanese, you're going to be, because Japanese are light-skinned. But I feel like the core roots of where Filipinos come from is the Spanish roots. Even before that, right, there, there's the Aita, there's different tribes, um, and they're mainly dark-skinned. So to say Filipino and your light skin, I kind of find that contradicting. Correct me if I'm wrong, but... Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, what's your take on that? Like, what, what do you think about? What do you, what do you think about that? Topic. I just want to say that one of the most toxic traits of the Filipinos is setting standards on everything. Just like that one, uh, you have to be fair. You have to have a fair. You have to. You have to be tall to be called be beautiful here in this country. And uh, I read Kuya Kenneth Car Carl Sebal's comment that toxic Filipino culture is using grades as the basis of intelligence. And that's one. It's another standard now we Filipinos create that's more shaming. That's another topic. Well, let's go, let's go on to that. Kanina nag down notes ako sa discussion yun ni um, Kuya Kobe about the rose-colored glasses about the red flags. I think it's not just applicable on relationships or toxic relationships. I also read that, and actually, I think I captioned that in one of my profile pictures. It says, well, oh, when you wear rose-colored glasses, all the red flags disappear. And the point on that is, because the glasses are as the same colors as those of the flags that you're looking into, it just cancels out the color, so you don't notice it anymore. And then what happens in the Filipino culture? Because everyone wears a certain color or a type of glass, parang lahat na nakikita niya, it's just the same. And that's where toxicity, especially when it comes to beauty. Um, because maybe the industry, the the showbiz industry made us wear those kinds of glasses. Now we have to have... Now we have to see people na dapat maganda, dapat maputi, dapat matangkad, and if we don't see that, hindi na natin ito treat yung tao na yun na wala yung characteristics na yun as maganda. And it's so hard to grow in the Philippines as a woman, sa totoo lang. As you can see, I'm wearing makeup, you guys. <laughs> I went to the worship service, even though I'm wearing masks, I still wear makeup because that boosts my confidence. Because I've been a victim of bullying when I was back in elementary because I was so fat, I was so big, and I was so dark. And I came to a point wherein I, I asked my mom to buy, I don't, I don't know if the viewers know this, the bigger lighty. No, what? <laughs> it's, it's a bigger, I think it's called bigger lighty. It's, it's a laxative tea here in the Philippines because I just want to get slim. Right at that moment, I asked my mom to buy the laxative. And here's the story on the laxative. So I think it's my third day of drinking that that tea when, sorry, it's TMI. I, I, I went to the bathroom the next day, and I just collapsed after. Oh, Literally, geez. I could. Yeah. So, 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 siguro, this is TMI, guys. I'm so sorry. Siguro, sa dami nang nilabas. I collapsed, you guys. And then ako napaisip na, do I have to collapse to be beautiful? Do, do I really have to go through this? Do I really have to take glutathione or collagen or slimming tea just to be beautiful? Kasi ang hirap, when you're going outside and you're a woman here in the Philippines, uh, I, I'm not generalizing, ha, but when it comes to reunions, especially on family reunions, <laughs> slimming tea, Kenneth, Kuya Kenneth Carl Sabahi, yeah, it's a slimming tea. <laughs> it's a slimming tea. <laughs> Forgive me, the kid got bullied. <laughs> so, yeah. 
ang first thing na sasabi nila sa'yo, lalo na sa family reunions, oy, tumaba ka, oy, pumuti ka, oy, pumayat ka, oy, gumanda ka, and, and, and getting negative comments from your aunties and your, oh, thank you, Kuya Kobe, I got distracted. Beautiful, oh, thank you, Kuya Kobe. <laughs> and, and getting those kind of negative comments, kind of, hindi lang kind of, it really lowers your self-esteem. Definitely. It's like, you're gonna be shy to go outside if you're if you do not have the fair skin. Actually, dito pa sa Philippines, kasi I'm a, uh, I'm a cosmetics enthusiast. Hindi naman ako expert, but then nakikita ko siya whenever people, whenever people buy makeups or especially foundations. When girls here in the Philippines buy foundations, <coughs> they always shoot the lightest shade possible. Yeah. And that hurts me because they 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 buy the makeup not to not to boost their confidence lang, but to but to chase the standards. Na dapat maputi ako. That's why my make should, should be this way, even though it's not my shade, you know. I want to na kakarilay ka, but I know you have a girlfriend and maybe she's into makeup too. How is this? I do not know. I'm sorry. Sorry. Continue. Continue. Sorry, I I I I I lost my connection for a moment. All right. There you go. Third world internet connections. No, <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, I was about to say. Uh, my girlfriend, she is really into makeup, like cosmetics. And she loves the artwork of makeup. And when she came to the Philippines, she noticed a sh um, the Filipino, I mean, not just Philippines, but what's sold in, sold in Mercury Drug or, or um, how do I say it? What's the other? Watson's. The, the shades, I'm not really into makeup, so correct me if I'm wrong, but... The shades of makeup don't really cater to darker skin. Um, exactly. So she, and so when she came, yeah, yeah, she. So to really focus on lighter skin products, it's gonna make a lot of children insecure. And yeah. Uh, I'm reading comments. Mechanic Carcival, I really appreciate your comments. Diko na babasahin, but thank you very much. <laughs> I met them because uh, way back 2014, that's uh, one of the countdown to the Centennial concert. They were with me. And thank you, guys. Hope, uh, let me just read Michelle de los Reyes' comment. It's, Filipinos just love the fair skin type due to colonial, mental colonial mentality. This is very true. This should be changed one step at a time. Even before the... Oh, it's a long comment. Wait. Where am I? Even before media became a phenomenon in this country, our obsession with foreigners has been in the highest form. We lost trust in the capabilities of the Filipinos. It's true. That's why we feel second-class persons whenever white people are in the room. This is so true. <laughs> Definitely. This is so true. Michelle, speaking back. Going back. We're, we're mm -hmm. talking about Filipino mentality, right? So how do we know if it's actually how do we know if it's not actually deriving from white man's mentality? Because I feel like, for example, like Mapute, the only reason we have that mentality maybe comes from a white man, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, what's, what, how, what do you think? Well, for me, uh, what, um, what's your name again? What Michelle de los Reyes said is, is true. It's very true. It's because of the... Of, uh, 
the various colonizers who came into our country way, way before our parents came into this world. Feeling mm-hmm. kasi the uh, Filipinos have been treated so unfairly that time that if you have this type of skin, if you do not have the type of skin that those colonizers have, who are living here comfortably, even if this is not their country, you'll be unfairly treated entire life. You know that? Even before media came, this is true, because media impacts impacts the lives of the Filipino people. Marami akong nakikita, as permission to speak Tagalog, you guys, I'm not fluent in English. <laughs> Marami akong nakikita ang advertisements na when it comes to whitening products, when it comes to beauty products, laging ang model ay maputi. <laughs> I'm not bitter, you guys. It's just the observation. If you're gonna, if you're gonna turn on to the TV or just go to and the adver- advertisements just pops up about beauty products or cosmetics or whatsoever, most of the models or the artists that they hire for that commercial, lahat sila maputi. I mean, they, they, they have this certain standard na you have to be white, slim, and tall to be called beautiful. Na ang medyo nakaka-off pa is uh, use this product and you will be beautiful like me. You get what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I get it. And the observation yeah. of your girlfriend is very yeah how do you what do you think should be the first step to opening i mean like like kuyakobi said it's definitely nowadays now oh, i feel so old nowadays um philippines is starting to open up towards the beauty in morenos and morenas but how do you think we should take another step forward to being open-minded to the beautiness of people and their skin and their skin um. I do not want to blame the parents. Um, ako po ay pinalaki ng punong-puno ng pagmamahal ng <laughs> They taught me how to love my skin, my weight, you know that. But since we really can't control everything that's happening around us right now, lalo na ngayon when it comes to media, everything is everything is in social media. Yes. Social media is very toxic. Um, uh, kindergartens nowadays, those elementary kids, they have their own smartphones. They can access social media easily. Because I had my phone na, na Android fourth year high school na ata. So I was really distant to the toxicity of social media before. And it's not that toxic pa naman. So, so I think the kind of best solution for today is to um, encourage the parents to boost their child's self-esteem, their self-confidence, and sit side by side whenever they're watching videos on YouTube or just the television itself. Because it's a TV, even those who are doing the soaps, it's... Sorry, but if you're going to compare the media or the showbiz industry of the Philippines compared to other countries, dito talaga sa Pilipinas, punong-puno ng makeup ang mga tao na nasa TV. Yeah. They, 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 they can't uh, put a person in front of the camera without having too much foundation on, without having too much color on their faces, even though the scene, even though it's not applicable on the scene. You get what I mean? You're, you're, you, were, you were with the COC people, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, when I was in college, every time I would be in front of a camera, they'd be like, oh, JD, JD, sit down. I'm like, 
why why both? And then be like, oh, I need to put makeup on you. I'm like, whoa, like, I mean, I don't think, I don't think there's nothing wrong with putting makeup on. I just don't see how I need to alter my face in order to look presentable, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they put like foundation on me and then like, I like, I didn't like it to be honest. I, I, I didn't like that at all. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Permission to speak Tagalog. Yeah. Uh, I'm encouraging the parents out there po, na nanonood sa podcast na ito, nakikinig, na please encourage your children to not set standards for themselves. I mean, it's good na meron silang target na I want to be like this, I want to be like that. Huwag niyo silang pipigilan. I, I, I'm not a parent po, pero I have, I have a niece and I have a nephew. And I can see that the impact of social media and media Today, hindi maganda. I mean, they're they're becoming insecure more and more every day. Kapag nakakita sila sa social media na, oh, th- this man is this man is this man looks good. This this be- this girl's beautiful. Ang ang pa- nakakahurt sa part din talaga ng ng parents or ng mga guardians na maririnig mo yun sa anak mo. So that's the best way is to eradicate that kind of mentality sa mga bata. Or kasi um. Lahat ng nangyayari within your childhood, you would carry that when you grow old. You would carry that when you grow up. So kahit sabihin mo na you have you have the knowledge to eradicate by that kind of mentality, but when your upbringing taught you to become like this and like that, to be called beautiful or pleasing in front of the people or the camera, then it's 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 useless. Yeah. Mm, that's, that's true. I think I should start at home. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Values, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely one thing I wanted to talk about. Like the toxic, how, I mean, this could be a separate topic on its own, like I said, but how do you bridge mm-hmm. the gap between baby boomers, millennials, and Gen Z? Because there's a huge difference between each generation. So to bridge every single value, like, I don't want our parents to think that we disrespect them just because we're Generation Z. Because I feel like that's mm-hmm. been that's been really trending. Mm-hmm. I don't want my parents to think that. Like I respect my parents to the utmost, mm-hmm. to the utmost respect. So, but I, I I definitely come I definitely understand where my generation is coming from. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think? Um, someone left. Instagram. I'm sorry for cutting out. Someone messaged me on Instagram. I think that's yesterday. Um, it's about the upbringing of the Filipino families. Hindi ko sana siya imimension na sa podcast nito and save it for the later podcasts. Kasi it's a long time. Ang pagpapalaki ng bata ay masyadong mahabang topic. <laughs> and it's a sensitive topic. And I'm not a social science professional to, you know, impart knowledge about it. Okay. Sa akin lang to bridge um, generation gaps. Kasi what people are lacking nowadays is compassion and understanding. Definitely. Because if you're going to put yourself in a perspective, in others' perspective, you're, you're going to see the reasons why. For example, um, mayroon kasi akong pamangking na babae. I have a niece, she's just, she just turned three years old, neto lang August. Ang nakikita ko kasi sa kanya, 
whenever she plays uh like the dolls the i don't want to mention the brand the the the, the porcelain dolls whatsoever <laughs> if i'm gonna mention the brand send the check <laughs> we're kidding uh whenever she plays that doll hair and i want that hair i like that hair too i like white hair i like red hair so Kung ikaw kasi ay parent, tapos maiinis ka sa ganung kind of attitude, dapat, actually, common din sa Filipino families, magagalit talaga yung parents eh, kapag naiinis na sila. Siguro to bridge the gap, yun nga, bridge the gap with compassion and understanding. Lagi mong, tulad yung kanina yung sinabi ko pa rin, it's always, it's always gonna go down to giving benefit of the doubt to everything that's happening around you. Even if you belong to the generation X, the Z, the baby boomers, and whatsoever, you have to have an open mind. You have to give benefit of the doubt. You have to be compassionate and understanding. Wait, I'm so sorry. I'm reading the comments. I got distracted. <laughs> uh, I, I, this is... Let me read uh, Michelle Blasray's comments. What can you say about the old generation lecturing you in a way that degrades your self-esteem? For example, wag mong gayahin si ano kung ayaw mo magkaganito ganyan. Yeah, exactly. Yan, yan. That's one of the gaps na dapat mag-bridge through those core values na sinabi ko kanina. I'm gonna, I'm gonna label it core values na. Kasi nowadays, you really can't address a problem by the book. You have to address problems holistically. And to address problems holistically, you have to you have to eradicate all the negative emotions and negative point of view for you to understand what's happening. Um, if you're not gonna give benefit of the doubt to a person, if you're not gonna be compassionate or understanding, you'll you're gonna jump into conclusions right away. And that's where conflict starts, and that's where toxicity prosper. You know what? Um, I've taken down some notes here. Let me read those. Mm. Wait, aha. Pero naiwan ko siya dito. Um, let me just read this one comment. Proper parenting is a huge factor to prevent these kinds of mentality. Yeah, this is very true. <laughs> Ayun! Ito ka na siya. Kung ano ang uh, itinanim siyang aanihin, it's a famous um, saying here in the Philippines that if you planted something that's good, you're gonna reap the good fruit of it. Totoo kasi yun. That's why you have, sa early age ng mga bata, you have to plant good seeds sa kanila. Uh, um, I, I discourage... Sorry poor parents, we, we really respect you. I really I highly discourage parents to um stop their children habang nagsasabi sila ng perspective nila or ng opinion nila about something. As long as as long as the kid or the child doesn't go beyond the line, I mean hurt you or say foul words onto you, please let the children speak. <laughs> because that's how I was raised. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry. I think yeah. a big part I think a big part of actually teaching your child is you know, it, it's like like um Job said, some older people tend not to know positive and purposive communication that it that it confuses them. 
And when you give your insights or how you defend yourself, or, or you defend yourself, they label, they label it as disrespect. It all depends exactly. on how you deliver. Because if your mom's telling you, go wash the dishes, and then you, you're saying, mom, I don't want to wash the dishes, and you're being extremely disrespectful, there's a diff, or I don't, I don't think that's a good analogy. But all I'm saying is, you really have to be, even if your parents are disrespecting you, you really have to be the bigger person and mature enough to say, to, to handle the situation in a positive and respectful manner. Because if you're, if you're going to be disrespectful to your parents, they're not going to open their mind. They're, they're not going to show the, they're not going to give you the positivity that you expect out of them. Um, so yeah, children, always be respectful to your parents. Always be the bigger person, even if your parents are disrespectful to you, is what I'm going to say. But yeah. Go to the generation gap thing. Naalala ko, I was in a webinar with a European journalist just a few weeks back. I feel very sorry that your generation had to go in an environment where standards and violence are prevalent. Mm -hmm. it's, it's actually very thoughtful for them because I'm going to consider her na nasa baby boomer, you know, baby boomer generation. <laughs> it's, it's so... It, it's so touching to hear that from her. Kasi yung gap natin, lalo na dito sa Pilipinas ha, kapag ang matanda ay nagsabi sa'yo, you have to follow that. Because if you didn't follow that, you disrespectful ka. Nababasa ko itong comment ni Michelle de los Reyes. Yeah, <laughs> automatically they talking back and you don't respect the elderly. That's that's so true. Hindi lang siya sa memes, hindi lang siya joke na if they're gonna ask you to speak, <laughs> oh my god, mom, I'm sorry. <laughs> if they're gonna ask you to speak and then you speak out, that's talking back already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah, all we have to do, all we have to have nowadays is a little bit, just a little bit of compassion and understanding and benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Because there are so many things that are happening around us right now. It's now wrong to question the elders, but it depends on the way you said it. Uh, yeah, 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 Kuya Jordan, yeah, I get your point. And we're not questioning the elderly, but um, we're just giving opinions. Oh my gosh, this is so hard. <laughs> I mean, there's a term um, you have, you have, OG parents, OG elderly mm -hmm. people, which means they provide wisdom, they provide knowledge, and help out the mm -hmm. And then there's a term, it's kind of, it's called, it's called old head. When you have an old head person, you, they don't, they're very close-minded, they don't show empathy, they, they don't even try to listen to you, even when you're not disrespecting them. And those are the those are the generations where we really have to our generation have to like show love to them because they deserve the most um, uh, understanding towards our generation. Um, to those who are 
listening to this podcast that are on the same age as, as us. Guys, hindi namin kayo in-encourage na mag-talkback. Hindi namin kayo in-encourage na sumagot or to justify all the things sa parents nyo. We're just saying that, eto nga, nabasa ko tong comment ni Kuya Kenneth Carl. This is so true. This is the answer to all those uh questions out there. Open communication without crossing the line. That's the key. Totoo. Um, for you to not be able to be labeled that nagtutok baka, you should not cross the line. Yeah, Kasi most, <laughs> lahat ng sinasab, mostly, ng sinasabi ng parents natin, it's true and it's correct and it's a fact because they've been there. Totoo yung comment ni uh, Queer Ralph Montes, papunta ka ba lang, pabalik na ako? Madalas natin yung marinig. I don't know, JD, if you... If you've been told that line before, can you can you translate that for that me? Oh my gosh, this is so hard. <laughs> that means um, you're just on your way to something, but ako, I'm your parent. I'm on my travel back. Pabalik na ako, galing na ako dyan. So I know what it feels like and I know how it how it's like. Oh my gosh, na translate ko manang maayos. <laughs> So you're basically saying, so is that a parent telling you, or like, is that a you telling your parent that? I mean, it's the parents telling you that line. Oh, okay. Um, can you put it in a context? Someone translate it for me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, the papunta ka pa lang, pabalik na ako. Phrase here in the Philippines. Basically, um, covers that when parents are giving you some advices, you have to listen to them. Be- Yun, tama! Been there, done that. Thank you, Queer Jordan. <laughs> it's been there, done that thing. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I'm not really fluent in Thank you very much for helping me out through comments. I love you guys. I love you all. <laughs> <laughs> is a journalist from EBC. Hello, po. Thank you for the support. You just know. <laughs> That's so good, Ralph Hannes. That's so good. But but we do not we do not encourage po, ha, those those kids out there to talk back. It's just yeah. maybe you down with your parents and talk about those matter. Kasi hindi rin maganda na you're gonna talk about things with them na they are hot-headed pa. Magsasalubong lang kayo. You're the crash. So maybe you could like sit down for a moment and then process what's happening. Then after processing what's happening, after all the negative emotions, after all the hatred goes away, then maybe you could talk about something. Maybe you yeah. could talk about it now. Maybe you can communicate openly now, but without crossing the line because they are still our parents. Yeah. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm not so fluent in English. I'm trying hard. Okay, let me just read Kenneth Carsey Wells' comment. Just like when that said, benefit of the doubt. Before reacting to what our parents are trying to say, let's think first of the reasons why they are telling these things. After all, all they want is the best things for us. But if we really think that 
you have to speak up, excuse me, <clears throat> talk to them in the most respectful way. Totoo. Benefit, um, ang benefit of the doubt lang, ang benefit of the doubt ay hindi lang para sa mga mature people or the elderly. Hindi sila yung kailangan palaging magbigay ng benefit of the doubt. Dapat tayo din. You know what I mean? Um, it, ha- it has to go both ways. We have to give them benefit of the doubt because they also commit mistakes and they also have to give us the benefit of the doubt for for us to have an open communication without crossing the line. Yeah. Because benefit of the doubt, best thing to give if a conflict is only rising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the oh, thing one thing that my girlfriend was talking about was parents will treat their child in the way they see fit. So if they don't, so if there's something you don't like that your parents do, in their eyes, they see it as good for you because of how they were treated as children. So for example, like, let's say, let's say you had a very, uh, let's say you had a dad who yells all the time or a mom who yells all the time. And then your parent growing up, they see that as, I don't like that. I'm not going to do that to my children. So when they teach their children, um, it's mainly, it's good to their eyes because of how they were treated as a child. So it carries on. It's the same thing as Kuya, Kuya Kobe said. Um, it, it's a cycle. It's the same thing I, I said. Um, the views become the abuser. So to your parents' eyes, it's good, but to your eyes, it's you don't like it. So it, it's a whole cycle. Mm-hmm. You really have to show empathy towards your child and give them, like you said, the benefit of the doubt. I remember I was enrolled in social psychology class just last semester. Um, it's under who's my prof It's a Rodrigo Tomas. It's it's it was a Thursday night then. Pumasok ako sa class with a heavy heart. <laughs> I was so really burdened that night. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, some debate about the topic Philip. Indisha Filipino culture in a generalized matter. Eh? It's the toxic Filip- Filipino family culture. So, so maybe we can talk about this about that then dito. Because it's a toxic trait then ng mga Filipinos na maglabel na if hindi nila gusto yung nangyayari within their family, they're gonna label it as toxic Filipino family trait or toxic Filip- Filipino family culture. Yeah. And I really don't like yung paglalabel kasi ng toxic it's like the the cancel culture you know the cancel culture I mentioned that you want that yeah. private message that's a yeah it's like it's huge mm-hmm. it's like the cancel culture kasi if you think on your personal perspective that it's not right for you it's toxic yeah it is but for others definitely you know, I think Like, like I think, I think that cancer culture is good because it justifies someone's wrong wrongdoings. But to normalize, I mean, wait, are we talking about cancer culture, or is that just something you wanted to, like that, like? Oh, I, I just, 
to the the, lab, the labeling of toxicity here in the Philippines. But you can talk about it. It's good. It's good. Um, well, yeah, I mean, just to, uh, just to say my point, just to get straight into it, I don't think we should normalize justifying someone for the mistakes. Because at the end of the day, we're all human. Everybody makes mistakes. So to, so to cancel someone out, like what's, like, what, what's been going on? Like, uh, what's his name? The man, I, don't, I forgot his name, but Manny's Pacquiao's kid. Why are people canceling him out? I don't understand that. I don't, I don't really get that point. People, yeah, it's a whole different topic. But um, going back to parent toxic parenting, if I may, I have a bunch of, um, I have a bunch of comments that people said. Um, he said, for example, like Sam, she said that uh, commenting on weight, getting into your business, love, life, or education, and the constant gossiping, which is within toxic Filipino family culture, like you said. Mm -hmm. I'm going to silence my phone. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's the. There's a lot of toxic traits with traits within uh, the family culture. Um, yeah. I just want to read this comment from Ronji. Correct me if I'm wrong. Ronji Mekarowales. For me, I just always keep in my mind, may pagpapala ang pagsunod sa magulang. So even most of the times, it's really annoying. But I always remind myself, I should keep listening and respect them. One day, masasabi na lang natin, salamat sa lahat ng mga sinabi nila. Hi guys from Saudi. Hello po. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Well, um, we had a mini meeting before this podcast. Now, we agree that we will not talk about religion per se kasi lahat <laughs> kami pong tatlo ay mga kaani we're members of the church of christ remember kama kaani po kami sa iglesia ni cristo so um we're trying to not discuss religion here and uh, and connect it to the toxic filipino culture because there are guys out there there are people out there who are listening to this podcast that are not members of the church of christ so it's kind of off to insert religion in this topic because we have different cultures and each religions have different cultures and beliefs too but this one is very very cool it's very grateful well, i will say ranji mm -hmm. that like me personally i don't know about natalie and um i'm blanking out right now i'm sorry Akia kobe <laughs> i will like i don't have a problem Talk, I don't. I won't talk about like. If I, if it's on a personal level, just you and I. I could talk about religion, but I don't have any problem talking about spirituality and becoming closer to God. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to talk about that, that that's a whole different topic on its own. But yeah, um, spirituality is a topic I constantly bring up um, within my life. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, no, no, people, maybe... Like all religions. Sorry, I, I lost you. I lost you guys. Goodness. Okay. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Um, again, um, maybe we could talk about it for a little long, but let's be careful. What Ronji, what Pierre Ronji said there, yung may pag, ang, pagpa, ang pagsunod sa magulang yung may pagpapala, it's really written in the Bible. Kahit sa ang version ka ng Bible, magbasa, whatever your religion is, it's there. That's why it's, um, ang hirap, <laughs> ang hirap ng religion. That's why it's, 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 It's a norm for the Filipinos in general to be respectful and obedient to their parents. Because um, we are. I wait. Let me search it up for a bit. It's about the Christianism here in the Philippines. Um, sa buong Asia, tayo na lang yung parang 80% are still Christians. I'm, I'm not sure what I'm, I'm too sister I'm a brother okay well thank you very much for the comment and I'm sorry we're being too careful about this matter I'm um, going back um our Philippines is a Christian country so whatever your religion is we are most of us are basing it on just one book and um, there are other religions here in the Philippines who are using their books that they believe in um, but generally the books Those books teaches us to be obedient and all about integrity to our parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a very sensitive topic for a podcast with um three speak the same religion, you know, it's kind of off. So going back, um, toxic Filipino culture, it's something na hindi natin siya pwedeng ilagay. Going back to what I've said the uh, last portion, no? it, it's not something that we could write on books. It's not something that we could uh, discuss on sa classes because um, toxic Filipino culture is not, for me, it's not, it doesn't really exist. I mean, it's just labeled as is, but it doesn't exist because all of those toxic traits, those toxic kinds of mentality, lahat naman yun nakikita natin all over the world. It's just, um, we are fond of labeling ourselves, tayong mga Pilipino. Label tayo ng label sa sarili natin and label tayo ng label sa mga ginagawa natin na it's not, it doesn't result good. So maybe we can... Hi, JD, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm sorry. I think I'm having poor internet connection. I'm very sorry. Okay. Let me read uh, the comment by Elaine or Elaine Respicio. Others rely on experience of the best teacher, so they tend to not listen because they don't fully understand what their parents want them to avoid beforehand. After experiencing it, they can now digest the words, of pangaral of their parents. This is so true. What's your take on that, JB? Yeah, I mean, it all comes down to the household. If not the household, at least school. Um, a lot of parents will... I think good parenting, like like Elaine said, Elaine, right? Yeah, experience is the best teacher. So when they, when a child absorbs knowledge from their parents and their parents are very close-minded the child is going to grow up to think that way so um like like elaine said she does like so they tend not to listen because they don't fully understand what the parents 
want to avoid them beforehand. So I think good parenting comes from giving the knowledge of awareness of what goes on in the world. So a lot of parents will hide the bad that comes in this world. There's a lot of bad things that happen in this world. So the parents will hide them because in their eyes, it's protecting them. But to me, I feel like, should I, like, God willing, should I ever have, like, children in the future? I'd at least want to make them aware of the stuff that goes on in the world. That was give them the knowledge to overcome that. For example, like, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of bad things that happen. For example, like, what we're talking about now, toxicity. Because you brought it up, like, it's mentioned in schools, right? That's taught in schools. So, yeah, I mean, for me, as should I ever become a parent, I'd want to, I don't feel comfortable. I don't see anything wrong with teachers teaching children that, but I would feel comfortable on a personal level to teach that to my child myself. So when, so when, um, and Lane says experience is the best teacher, the experience is the best teacher, I'm going to share the things I've gone through, the things I've experienced, the bad or the good, to my child. I think that's perfect way of, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, Kobe's coming to me right now, it's, it's the perfect way to yeah. have. Um, to be with you guys i think my internet connection is really fluctuating right now and my battery is also on the verge of getting drained <laughs> so i'm not sure if i can join you back in mamaya um I, i'll charge my phone and fix my internet i'll try but before i leave this broadcast i just want to go back dun sa pag open natin itong toxic filipino culture kanina na it's just called toxic Filipino culture because we allowed the books na sabihin na it's a toxic Filipino culture. Um, I, I want this discussion to not just focus on those toxicity whatsoever. I want people to understand that having toxic Filipino culture na pagle-label, hindi talaga siya Same as the, the cancel culture, you can't label anything toxic because it's going against you. Um, I'm just gonna go back to what I have said pa kanina lang pa ulit ulit. Always have, always give people benefit of the doubt. Always have compassion, understanding, and always uh, look into others' perspective. Only then we can eradicate these toxic Filipino cultures and only then, sana if I will have the child of my own, yung toxic Filipino traits that I, that I read sa book ko nung elementary ako, sana wala na siya. <laughs> I will not be comfortable na babasahin niyo na anak ko, lalo na if I'm gonna remember that I did this podcast with you guys, Kuya Kobe and you, this mababasa ng anak ko yun in the future that those toxic Filipino traits are still in the books. And I hope that this podcast start a ripple to not label everything that's going against our beliefs or our perspective toxic to avoid the toxicity, to avoid the cancel culture, and to avoid any negative ripples that, that's going to start just by not understanding everything before going into conclusions. Yeah. I am um, I'm, I'm at 8%, you guys. I'm so sorry, JD, for living this broadcast. Na. I, I, I'll, I'll try to go back. 
<laughs> I'll try to go back. I'll fix my internet. Thank you very much, you guys. Thank you, JD. Thank you, Kuya Kobe, and everyone who's listening and watching to this podcast. My friends, my co-English choir, my co-workers, my friends out there, thank you very much. And I hope, guys, that we will see you next. We will see you soon to the next podcast if there will be any. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, guys, so fortunately, Natalie, I'm going to have Kujek or not Kujek, um, Kikobi jump back on here. Yeah, uh, yeah, shout out Natalie, follow her, friend her, because she's starting her own podcast. All right, guys, Kikobi is about to join on because I'm sure. It's a long topic, man. It's like there's nothing can be nothing can be actually fully conclusive on what we're talking about. But I'm grateful for Natalie to join and to um, discuss on this topic. All right, guys, Kobe's Kobe's gonna join. Um, yeah. Shout out Ranji. Shout out John Ray. Hi guys. Yeah. Hey. Hey, bro. <laughs> <What's up? laughs> Okay, so it's gotten darker, and I was depending on sunlight for my lighting, so now I had to switch on the light. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you guys covered up, like, plenty of ground, actually. Um, I just want to give a shout-out to, like, all of you guys who are listening, um, especially uh, from my remember, Ranji. Ranji? So, hi, Ranji. I Awesome, like, hearing from you guys from Saudi, so nice. Um, hey to Ken... Uh, well, Kenneth Carl, Michelle, you guys, and also Ralph Montez. Thank you guys for, like, contributing to this discussion. Definitely a huge help. Um, it puts us, uh, it gives us more perspective. Of course, we're only three people. We're only, uh, we're, there's only, like, so much information that we have. Having your guys' information, of course, it uh, puts us into perspective and helps us out in this podcast. So, thank you. Yeah. Shout out you guys. Okay, so I hope uh, Nat charges her phone and could uh, join us later when we do outros or um, stuff like that. But as I said in the comments, she should definitely um, invest in a power bank. So, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Okay. <laughs> so um, I've actually covered all the things that I had on my notes here. So we, uh, we did, uh, in no particular order, we did uh, crab mentality, stereotype, or actually some of stereotyping by through racism and colorism. We did uh, social media dependence. We also did ningas kugon, which means either procrastinating or not finishing what you started. We've also done Filipino time. We've done self-righteous disobedience, which is very prevalent in countries that have been colonized, actually, um, America included. Uh, there's also, we've tackled like plenty of things that were brought up by Michelle, Kenneth Carl, Cuiacino, Jerome, Ralph, uh, great guys. Um, Ralph previously actually brought up utang na loob. Uh, utang na loob means like gratitude, uh, I think, or uh, what's the direct translation for that? But debt, it's, it, it's basically like gratitude for someone uh, or being thankful for someone, uh, um, guys, help us out. What's utang laloob in English? <laughs> I, I just think utang laloob is something that can be toxic if it is basically made into blackmail. 
Uh, there is utang na loob where you naturally are thankful for what that person did for you. But if that person puts that through your, to your neck and says, uh, like, remember that time where I helped you out of that ditch that you fell into? Yeah, I think now is the time to help me out. Yeah. I mean, how often does that happen? It's, so it's, it's basically, I gave you a favor, I'm expecting something in return, like that? Yes. Uh, it, not really, like, immediately. The, there are some people who would just, like, passive aggressive, uh, sorry, passive aggressively, like, say it, like, um, uh, it's like they expect that, oh, I did you a solid back then, you should probably be, give it back to me now, or, like, um, oh, I, I sided with you this one time in a conversation, you should totally side with me now, like, that's, that's, yeah, that's another toxic thing uh, that can be prevalent in uh, some Filipino cultures or in Filipino culture, rather, in general. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, I mean, do you have any other topics you want me to bring up? I'm actually, like, reading the comments as well while we're, uh, like... Can you, can you... Focus. Oh, sorry? What, um, what does... If if you can translate these two words, because I hear them all the time within toxic Filipino mentality, mm-hmm. Ayaba and uh, Marte. I mean, okay. Uh, mayabang is just um, it could be translated into different things. It's basically it, as a sin, it's pride. So it's arrogance, uh, arrogante or arrogance. Yeah. So uh, mayabang is arrogant or. Uh, boastful is also another translation, but not as used as much, especially in like common language. But if you're mayabang, you're you're full of air. You're oh, if you hear that the term mahangin, um, yeah, mahangin means that you're full of air, or you're uh, pretty much mayabang, or you're uh, you're very arrogant. So that's mayabang. Um, when it comes to maarte, maarte is like. It's harder to um, to translate because hmm, it's like ang ang arte mo naman like that means what's that? Is it um, like like picky? It can be picky. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Uh, it can be picky. It can be um, oh um, Kenneth Carl translated uh, like utang na loob a while ago. Uh, debt uh, of gratitude. So yeah, thank you for that. Hopefully, you can help us with this one. What's maarte, guys? Help us out. What's maarte in uh, English? Um, I feel that maarte would translate to something like, um, yeah, something like picky or, because it's it's not just being picky with what with what you do. It's also like, well, oh sorry, ungrateful. ungrateful. I don't think it's ungrateful per se, because ungrateful is walang walang utang na loob. That's kind of like that. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Um, it's hard to translate maarte. So uh, if you want to focus on mayabang first, like. Um, I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. To be fair, mayabang or being like um, arrogant is not just in the Philippines, but it can be from different countries. Or there are plenty of places around the world that could uh, like 
that has uh, arrogant people. Uh, arrogance is not like exclusively in the Philippines. It's not as prevalent, but we have what's called Filipino pride. And sometimes Filipino pride kind of takes, uh, it takes an entirely different form when, uh, when, when the intent changes. So it's like um, you believe so much, you idolize someone so much that you go like, hey, that guy's Filipino. Yeah, he yeah. does everything right. So, yeah. yeah. So, I'm, I mean, look. I'm, oh, yeah? Sorry. sorry. I mean, oh, yeah, I go ahead. Just, if I, in terms of Filipino pride, bro, I have a lot of Filipino friends that don't know what's going on in the Philippines. They'll be like, I to say, I grew up uh, my high school, literally, basically all white people, with a few exceptions of, like, um, of people of color. And... Mm -hmm. If Austin Harrington, if you're watching this, this kid is half Filipino, but he looks white and he looks like he'll rep Philippines as if like it's his own thing and he knows of it. Like, like I remember in high school, this kid would come up to me and be like, bro, I, I ate some blog yesterday. I ate some sitting on yesterday. I'm Filipino now. It's like, <laughs> what are you talking like, okay, you eat some food that's Filipino. You happen to be half white. Mm. And you drive so much Filipino pride, and it's just like you're showing pride for the wrong. First of all, it's wrong to be prideful on itself. Mm. And um, yeah, yeah, it's just we, there's so many people, especially Philams, that are repping Philippines in the wrong way, mm. and they're milking Filipino culture. That's to me. Yeah, I actually understand. Um... It's raining right now. I'm not sure if you could hear it in the background, but um, is that me? Yeah. Oh, it's. Oh wait, it's raining there too. Yeah. Oh wait. I mean, it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I just realized. Yeah, we live in the same city. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, anywho. Um. Yeah. Uh, I totally understand. Like people who. Um. I'm sorry for the lack of a better term. Uh, I'll call it flaunt who flaunt around their Filipino pride, who say that, yeah, I'm totally Filipino. And um, I guess uh, I'm, I'm not throwing shade at this person because this person makes me laugh every time, but Joe Coy? Do you oh. know Joe Coy? Of course. Yeah. Um, Joe Coy's great. Joe Coy, disclaimer, Joe Coy is an amazing guy, uh, comedian, rather, an amazing comedian. He's great. Um, but... There are positives and negatives to what he does. So, um, slapping, it's good for branding that you slap, uh, like, Filipino-American on your uh, comedy, uh, on your comedy. But, like, when it comes to, uh, like, saying, or making an accent, um, or, like, it's... Okay, it's so hard to talk about this because, like, I really like the guy, but um, yeah. it can be unhealthy to make being a Filipino a punchline. Um, it can only go so far. Uh, you say that you like adobo and all that stuff, but then at the same time, you kind of pro uh, you do the whole like uh, racist stereotypes of an African American man liking fried chicken and all that stuff. It's it's just you know it there there. It's positive when it comes to comedy because comedy is pretty much satire. Um, it should not be taken seriously. But when it comes to like 
influence, if you're influ uh, there's influence to it, it can be toxic. So it actually drives to a point that I want to say. Um, so don't let your race become a punchline or don't make your race into a punchline. So like if a person's like, um, you can't, uh, like, you can't cook or you haven't had adobo, are you even Filipino? That's, that's not the definition of being a Filipino. It's just like that. It can be thrown around as a joke, I guess, but like if, if it's meant in a serious way or if it's like, um, it can influence someone into thinking that, oh, adobo equals Filipino, it may not be right. It's a, there's a thin line between comedy and like how you can influence someone. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, there's uh, also, oh yeah, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say like, I remember, I guess one of the reasons why, I, the main reason why I wanted to, is it rain too loud? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, one of the reasons why I moved to the Philippines because it's the main reason, like I wanted to, really learn my roots and my culture. Brain mm -hmm. hard. <laughs> no. Yeah. The, I found it hard and very difficult to latch on to what really defines a Filipino. Because, you know, we've been raised, we've been colonized so many times. Should I, like, be celebrating my Spanish roots? Should I be celebrating my American roots? Because America did come here. So, the, I've and I don't want to be one of those Philams, like I said, to be milking Filipino culture. But at the mm -hmm. same time, it's hard for me to grasp on to what Filipino culture is. I mean, this relates to toxicity because I don't want to be, like I said, I keep saying this. I feel like I'm going in circles, but I don't want to be a fake Filipino. Like, mm. Dude, and I'm really yeah. trying to, to grasp, on, grasp on to it. Mm -hmm. culture. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I understand. I'm, I'm just like a lot of people ask me uh, since I was born in. Okay, for those of you who don't know, I was born in America, but I was raised here in the Philippines. So they're like, "Why don't you ever go back?" Because like America is so much better. And I'm like, I like the culture here in the Philippines. Uh, yeah, we have our flaws, but it doesn't mean that I I don't like the Philippines. Uh, there are questionable things about the Philippines, and um, how I'm not gonna say something. I'm gonna stop myself from saying something, but um, okay, yeah, because like it's a totally different topic, and you know it's gonna make my friend happy. JL, if you're watching right now, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. But um, inside joke, sorry. Uh, but yeah, um, it's something that you can't shake or you don't want to get rid of because it's part of who you are, being a Filipino. So um, we are talking about toxic traits right now, but no matter what. Even with these toxic traits, it doesn't change the fact that we're Filipino. So, yeah, that's I guess is the positive side of Filipino pride or Pinoy pride. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna bring up like what? Were you, were you gonna bring up another topic or? I was actually gonna bring up another topic. Uh, do you wanna like keep uh, talking about? No, I I'm, I'm actually looking at a list right now of people, what people said mm -hmm. as I'm going over it. We talked about um, some other mm -hmm. things, but you got another topic. I'm definitely down to talk yeah, about. Yeah. Um, awesome. Okay. Uh, yeah, I wanted to bring up something because it's uh, it's something that in in an office, 
if you, because, okay, um, a little context. I, during this quarantine, I have never worked at home. I have always been going back and forth in, uh, from my house to the office. Um, some people question that, um, but I assure you that I am taking every step of precaution to make sure that I keep everyone around me healthy. I social distance. I make sure that I wear a mask all the time. The works. And our company does the same. And my mother, believe me, believe me she does everything. She makes sure that we follow everything to to the singlest like word. If there are updates to like well, how to to beat the quarantine, she she does it. Yeah, and she always believes in my cousin. Uh, my cousin is a nurse, Atelin and Atelin. If you're listening to this, if any of our family members are listening to this, my mom listens to Atelin and her her advice alone. But okay, anywho, um, so. Uh, going back to uh, to the context, um, I've been in the office and I have been working with people who have who have great uh, political, who have great, um, basically, not just political but like social um, opinions. And these social opinions yeah. can either um, challenge what you believe in or support what you believe in. Um, I take them into account and also like I let that challenge what I believe in. So far, everything has been meld- melding well, except for people who deny certain facts of history and who believe that the Earth is, you know, flat. I don't want to say yeah. it because you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're yes. Okay. So. Um, I don't want to bring the, those controversies because it's not uh, with a topic, but we're, let's talk about um, the reason why I brought it up. So when it comes to um, gender equality or um, people's uh, belief in their own um, uh, preferences and uh, like their stance when it comes to like how, who they are, um, I may not personally subscribe to like certain thoughts about uh, the, did you hear that? There's there's like thunder. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's probably a sign that I shouldn't be talking about this topic. No, I'm kidding. Okay, so um, like uh, I'm saying that basically when it comes to uh, gender equality, so long as you're not hurting anyone, so long as you're not uh, doing anything wrong to anyone else, that should be perfectly fine. Believe in what you believe in and. Let facts challenge um, what your beliefs uh, like stand for, but always remember to keep yourself open to new information. I say that because, um, as I mentioned, that Pinoy or being a Filipino has been made into a uh, punchline. So has been like uh, gender, basically. Um, like a lot of people like say. Um, like stuff that, or that stereotype when it comes to gender. And it's actually part of toxic Filipino culture because it's like, it's the thought that, uy, baklayan walayan magagawang mabuti. Parang that point, or parang dapat, uh, we should all have like separate bathrooms. Like people shouldn't, or like if you're gay, you shouldn't be going into like the girl's restroom. Uh, it's It's a touchy topic, especially when it comes to like, uh, those who are religious or for those who have grown up knowing that there are only two uh, like sexes, male and female. Um, but for me, I believe that there are only two sexes, yes, male and female. 
but I believe that people can identify themselves as much as they want, um, so long as they're not hurting any other person. Um, the only reason why I bring this up is for one thing, I, I hear that and I notice that and it's just very uncomfortable for me, I guess, because people can be whatever they want so long as it doesn't hurt anyone. That's basically my mantra. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just going to push that aside now. And uh, yeah, that's, I guess I just wanted to call that out because people, just because someone who is gay talks about being gay doesn't make them the foremost expert of being gay, especially if that person, that um, person who I'll not mention the name of, is actually being a detriment to um, the rights of uh, uh, like activists and like gay people or the LGBTQIA plus in particular. So yeah, um, let's set that aside because that's going to be a different topic altogether. It also actually like ties into your previous um, podcast about toxic masculinity. So yeah, guys, once again, if you haven't uh, listened to that, definitely check that out. Um, so yeah, um, other than uh, gender, let's move on to, there's, there's another thing, I think, wait, give me a sec. I was about to say, okay, yeah, sorry, Nat was actually, uh, <laughs> yeah, Nat com or sent us a text. Uh, let's go to the uh, comments first for a sec. Hi, Regine Angela. Um, thank you. I'm using the phone that you sold me. So, <laughs> um, Next is, hello, I've been waiting for this content. Oh, hi, Ariana Hernandez. Hi there. Okay. So, anywho, um, what else is there? Because there was this other topic that I had before going to, um, uh, like, gen... What's, gen what's, like, discrimination against gender? Genderist? I don't even... There's so many ways nowadays, bro. There's so many ways nowadays. I don't even... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are types, I guess. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Light, uh, thunder, thunder. Okay. So, um, let's see. I know there's uh, other topics out there. So, if you guys there in the comments could, like, shoot us, like, topics that we haven't tackled yet. Remember that we tackled... Let me just pull this out. There we go. So, we've tackled crab mentality, uh, racism, uh, colorism, and also, like, um, let's just say sexism. Uh, oh, yeah, that's good. Dude, yeah. Um, actually, um, since we were in the topic of uh, like uh, gender inequality and also like um, stereo uh, the the generalizations when it comes to like gender, we should talk about sexism. But again, that's already been talked about in like uh, your previous podcast. But um, let's touch up on it because it is part of toxic Filipino culture. Um, how? It's been changing, thank goodness. Like uh, when it comes to gender or topics about gender, uh, things have been changing uh, when it comes to the discussions about between uh, male and female. So, uh, but it still doesn't deny the fact that it has been part of our culture, and um, it's it's so hard to talk about this because there's like um, talks about uh, the patriarchal society, sexism. Yeah. Um, and feminism, and also uh, there's there's sexism, there's misogyny, but then there's also extreme feminism, which can be toxic as well. 
Um, maybe, yeah, let's all just not talk about that. Uh, let's do more research probably and do that in the future. Okay. Uh, do you have any topics in uh, topics topics in mind? <laughs> no, I mean, now that you, now that you like brought it up, I didn't realize everything ties in together. I mean, all toxicity and all negativity, they all tie into one thing. Yeah, yeah, toxic masculinity. I mean, everything I said in my last last podcast with Michelle. Michelle is actually the one that's been commenting, chatting Michelle a lot a lot on this on this on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't realize how much of a bigger bigger thing it was here in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean yeah, like uh, oh yeah, sorry. Um no, no. thank you for making me okay. Thank you as well for at least having me in the podcast. Hey. <laughs> okay. So um, uh, for Zot Brillo or Brillo, yeah. Um, racism, yes, we talked about racism a while ago. Um, once this podcast is over, you could t- totally like uh, oh, skip over to that part or like listen to the whole thing. We definitely touch up on a lot of topics about toxic uh, Filipino culture and also dabbled into some other topics uh, that connect to it. Um, we have uh, Kendrick Tamayo. Um, I think you know him from College of Communication. Um, basically, he's also our co-choir member. Uh, Kendrick is bringing up uh, conservativeness and how uh, toxic it can be. Um, yeah, I think, mind you, like when it comes to conservativeness, it's totally—it's not a totally bad thing. It just it. Yeah, right. It can it can just be toxic when intent changes. Um, here in the Philippines, we do not have. Um, should I bring this up? Uh, here in the Philippines, <laughs> we. I'm sorry, but like, yeah, you're, you're laughing. We're laughing, but like, it's 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 an iffy topic, you know. Um, oh, and for those of you who are wondering, it's a ukulele and a stereo. That's what's next to me, and that's what's dangling. Um, but anywho, um, okay, let's talk about it. Um, sorry for just having a conversation with myself, man. But um, uh, conservativeness, uh, there's there's being conservative, and then there's being like um, ignorant. I think is the right word. Because um, when it comes to being, uh, when you're too conserg- conservative, you kind of like just put yourself, uh, you shell yourself, or you surround yourself with ideals that um, support what you believe in, or you surround yourself in thoughts and opinions that only support in what you believe in, and you take. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but, uh, that's that's being biased, I think. Yeah, uh, bias. Um, in America, like cons- uh, the word conservatives is like a thing to describe uh, right, uh, right-wing right politics. So, um, but it's it's different uh, here in the Philippines because um, we're, uh, uh, in this country, it's predominantly Catholic and the Catholic faith has a very like strict set of um, rules uh, that are governed by their teachings. Um, of course, as members of the Church of Christ, we don't agree uh, explicitly to those teachings, uh, we have our own teachings, but um, it doesn't uh, change the fact that we uh, we have inherited, not we as 
uh, and Crystal, but we as Filipinos, putting disclaimers because I just want to make sure that we separate those things. Because um, any, um, there's a difference between uh, conservativeness because that's something that was that's been basically passed down to us because of the dominant Catholic faith or the dominant uh, Christian faith being conservative. Because um, um, it's it's not conservative to the, uh, what's happened is, or sorry, let me just start over. Um, what the, what Catholic or what Christian or what any faith uh, with a Christian background has for conservativeness is to make sure that you not step into sin, that you stay away from sin, which is good, of course. But um, there are some people who take that conservativeness and actually push them or pull them backwards, rather. Yep. So instead of, yeah. So instead of keeping away from sin, what you do is do you pull them back to the point that they can never, yes, never make sins, but also never explore further than what you, uh, what you're comfortable with, or what the faith is comfortable with, or what your beliefs are comfortable with, which is very detrimental to like progress. Um, so other people like put labels on, um, or not put labels, starting over, or starting that sentence over. But when it comes to like having a different or an explorative, explorative? a very open mindset, you're called progressive sometimes. You're called um, someone who is a liberal or very liberal, basically. Uh, in America, again, totally different meaning. But um, so uh, the reason why I bring that up is there's a topic in the Philippines that is very, um, what, it was actually, a, there was a dispute at one point about it in the law. There's also talks about it everywhere. And it's something that's being pushed by people who would want awareness to be spread about it. And that's when it comes to like sex education and reproductive health. So. Um, that's just one thing that uh, con being conservative can push back or pull back, as the analogy was made a while ago. Um, also, another disclaimer: I'm not relating conservativeness to religion. Totally uh, separate, two separate things. It's just that um, it can be a source of being conservative. So, just saying that. Um, when you're conservative, you may be hindering progress in a way. And because of uh, Filipinos being conservative, we may not have progressed as much as we should. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah. I, what I will say is that there's nothing wrong with preserving what you believe in and carrying that out through the generations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with conservative. Like being conservative in what you believe in and sticking with your roots. But at the same time, it, there's a point where it goes too far to where you're biased about even hearing any other type of outside source. Mm -hmm. um, this, I mean, this is kind of relating back to like parents. There's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with being open minded. Just because you're open, being open minded is like a sponge. You soak mm -hmm. in information and you squeeze out the information you don't like. Just because we get information, that doesn't mean we automatically believe in it. Um, so yeah, there's nothing wrong with being open-minded, but at the same time, stick with your core beliefs and 
what's been taught to you. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess in America, we concern, like, I've opened to, like, friends are like, oh, like, he's conservative. He, he, he doesn't believe in this. He doesn't believe in that. And it's kind of a negative, negative connotation. But at the same time, I'm going to stick with what I believe in and what's guided me through my life. And I'm not going to hinder you. And I'm, I'm going to be open to your opinion and hear you out, but I'm not going to force my beliefs onto you. That's what. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so um, Nat has put uh, a note which uh, I've been doing as well. Um, it says we respect all religions and we're not try and we're trying not to go over it to avoid conflicts about it. Since it's really somehow connected to Pinoy culture, we'll be very careful. Careful. It's true we're we're trying to avoid uh, religion as a topic because. Um, of course, we have certain biases because we're uh, members of the Galatian Christ or the Church of Christ. Um, uh, we faithfully believe that uh, that's the right religion, but that's our uh, personal, uh, like, that's our personal belief. Uh, if you uh, somehow would like to uh, join the Galatian Christ, that's perfectly fine. If you want to stick to your own religion, that's perfectly fine as well. We respect that. So um, another thing that was said by uh, the person who brought this topic, conservativeness, uh, Kendrick Tamayo, uh, hits, he says, it's a very broad topic which can be taken into different contexts. We are unshaken in terms of religious conservativeness in the INC, um, but how does this translate as a citizen to societal problems, especially nowadays in social media regarding politics and culture, et cetera? Yeah. Um, that's... That is a can of worms right there. That's very, um, I'm not a can of worms that's totally bad. Um, it's a huge topic. It's, a, as you said, a, a huge topic to like unravel, basically, um, to unwrap right now. Um, but uh, there is, a lot of people say this also. Um, they say separation of church and state. That's not to be taken too literally, by the way, just because um, what, um, okay. I will not go there because I feel that if I define separation of church and state, I am going to be scolded at by my attorneys or the professors I had in legal management. So um, there is, yes, there is separation of church and state. And the church, the, uh, we have uh, freedom to express our religion. We have the right to express our religion. And the state cannot do anything about the expression of our religion. But there are lines to be crossed because or there are, is a line that cannot be crossed rather because there are laws that are indicated or there are laws that are put by the state to help us maintain order and at the same time there are uh, it's just too broad a topic um, I mean, Kendrick what, I, oh yeah go ahead but I mean what I will say is that it just shows in your demeanor like mm -hmm. I mean I'm is, is it basically, is she, he, sorry, yeah, is he basically, basically asking how does religion show within our society, our society, mm -hmm. like, because we are INC members, I, I got God on my back, and I know that for a fact, and that's what we believe in, um, mm -hmm. you know, we're pretty faithful in our faith, in our religion, and it just shows in our demeanor, it just shows within our, our personality. Obviously, I'm not, you know, some members 
I don't, what, what I'm trying to say is I don't really show what I believe in in down people's throats because I don't think that's the right approach. But I, what I will say is how I am and who I am as a person today reflects on what I believe in, which is my faith, hence my religion. Um, but yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, Nat uh, posted a note. There's nothing wrong about preserving and practicing your beliefs, there's nothing wrong uh, uh, about living freely. That's very true. Um, also, to add on to that, I totally agree with this. Uh, the reason uh, why, um, okay, let me just read the comment first. Um, Kenneth Carl, MVP, thank you. And also you, Michelle, <laughs> thank you. Um, you guys have been uh, helping us out with this discussion, so we greatly thank you. Uh, he says, conservativeness becomes toxic, for example, in crimes. People tend to uh, do victim blaming for uh, not being conservative, if you know what I mean. Okay, this I can talk about, because hmm, uh, it's touching up on sexism earlier and probably touches up on toxic masculinity. Um, yeah. But when it comes to um, crimes, um, it's, okay, wait, hmm, should I be talking about this? Okay, yes, I should be. Okay, because when it comes to uh, victim blaming um, or being conservative, uh, people are in the Philippines, they, we tend to have like this, um, or not, not everyone, but we, uh, there are a certain amount of people who have a belief that you should, uh, as a woman, you should wear clothes that are not too revealing to, um, not allow um, evil intent to come upon you. I say that in the most technical way because I want to make sure that um, people don't get offended by it or are not alarmed by it. But if if we take it into like, because um, people say basically if you wear a short skirt, oh, it's your fault for bringing uh, for wearing a short skirt. You had evil intent. Um, brought upon you because you weren't being conservative or you weren't being, uh, you were revealing too much and that, and some people would bring in sin as like a, uh, like a reasoning to that. Um, yeah. So people use like con their conservativeness as a way to like shift blame onto victims, which is of course not right. Um, I mean, it's the crime. The evil intent was, okay, um, also disclaimer, the reason why I say evil intent is because I don't like the word that it, I'll just say it, um, I don't like the word rape, so, yes, okay, yeah, uncomfortable with it, really, but, um, so I'll just refer to it to an act or a crime, the crime, so, it is not a woman's fault, it is not a victim's fault that they had been, um, a crime has been done upon them. It will never be that way, because um, when it comes to being, uh, the reason why conservativeness can affect that is, uh, it could be like uh, it could be like a defense made by, or by, not a defense, but it could be a statement that was that would be made by some Filipinos when a crime or the crime has been committed. Oh, she should have been more conservative. Um, sorry, I, I can't explain it too much. It's just a, 
it's something I'm really passionate about, but at the same time, I don't know how to discuss it like properly. Uh, do you get what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, in this situation specifically, mm-hmm. it just depends on the mind of who did the crime. Mm-hmm. You really have to change that mentality. Like, mm-hmm. it's not their fault. Like, um, yeah, it's really hard to deliver in a way that caters to yeah and this is why we need nat right now because nat uh could probably like deliver this more uh better um but thank you kenneth carl thank you kenneth or not kenneth but kendrick tamayo for bringing those up um i will say this to like put a point or put a period on that topic it's not the victim's fault or it's not um anyone's fault for uh, if a crime is done upon them, um, it's the crime itself that is bad, and the perpetrator of that crime. Being conservative, uh, being whether or not you're being conservative is beside the point. The mere fact that you are, um, wait, Nat just posted, but the mere fact that you, or the mere fact that the person has committed a crime upon you, that should be in and of itself like the bad thing and not what the victim did so yeah yeah, it's just okay so nat has been okay uh ariel having a filipino culture of respect to the elders for example at work is one factor of that affects our conservativeness that is very true um we